0: pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country black buffalo tobacco alternative bold flavor full pouches
1: being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen and with resi priority notify and global dining access through my amex platinum card right this way it's nice to try someone else's food for a change that's the powerful backing of american express terms apply learn more at americanexpress.com slash with amex this is jeff t from the club 520 podcast
3: Welcome in to a special edition of Snaps. I mean, if you're watching on YouTube, you already know. If you're listening on pod, though, sitting here in the middle of the screen between myself and Aaron Murray is the man himself, Dan Lanning, head coach of the Oregon Ducks, a man who has found himself constantly in the headlines here as of late uh, for all good reasons, man, uh, making waves. Coach Lanning, uh, we've talked about you a ton on this show. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us today, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited to be on. Um, okay, so uh, ABC, always be Crutin', right? It seems like uh, maybe Amen. nobody nobody embodies that better than you do. And the, the zenith of this, one of the most big dick moves I've ever seen in my entire life, rumors are swirling, yada, 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 and what do you do? Y'all drop a tape saying, look, I ain't going nowhere. I am Oregon. I'm here to stay. What did, um w- w- like, what what went into that? How did that come about? Because I've, I've never quite seen anything like that. Was that last second was a planned? How did that video come about? Yeah, was, I was, honestly,
2: we're in a battle for a defensive tackle. Um, and the mom is on the phone and, you know, she's saying to me, you know, slightly before, like, hey, I just had the same conversation with the other coach who told me he's not leaving. And now I see your name. With this other job i'm like i promise you i'm not going anywhere um and i'm like what would give you some reassurance she goes well you haven't made a statement you haven't done anything i said look here i'll send you this video we're going to release this tomorrow morning so we can get your son signed up so that always be recruiting. that that's the uh mm-hmm. that's the habit of that you get a lot of you know messages from your players on your team too about what's going on and yeah you sit in the living room and tell them what your what your plans are but sometimes i guess you have to make a statement so hopefully that's the last one i ever have to make
4: yeah uh, so we always talk about always be recruiting coach but i want to, I want to propose this i take your phone away you don't got a phone you can't talk to your players coaches recruits for a month you go off the grid what is coach dan land doing off the grid for a month this sounds that sounds amazing
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, completely, completely unrealistic you know i'd be spending time with my family yeah. um you know just really that you know enjoying that um I like to play golf. I'm not any good at it, but I just enjoy the camaraderie and the scenery, you know, um, out there on the course if I get the opportunity. But more than anything, kicking it with my kids. You know, my son, my youngest son's playing basketball right now, and last weekend's the the first game that I got to watch three quarters of it. So, wow, uh, Ooh. I would love to be able to go watch him go, you know, compete and uh, spend some time with the crew.
3: Well, and and, and coach, that's what's kind of crazy about this, right? Is that outside looking in you seem like one of the more human coaches right like i'm 35 we're about the same age right like that quote that you were like look man i you know i want my kid to like finish high school I'm gonna watch like for ifs do that we gotta win games like i gotta win games here in oregon like that's incredibly i guess normal compared to a lot of coaches where it's always like what's the bbd what's next what's next what's next what's a bigger step i can get to so what is it about Oregon where you're kind of uh you you seem to be planning some uh some redwood-esque routes, if you will? Yeah, you know, I just we just
2: love this place. You know, I, I'd never been in Oregon. When I got off the plane, um, you know, here's my first time ever being here. So as the head coach, you know, get off and I I expected great facilities. I expected some awesome resources, but it's it's not just the facilities at the football. Uh, office. It's going over to campus and seeing the Jekyll where we get to do academics. It's the people. You know, everybody says the people, and it's it's a term that's overused uh, in college football. But we re- we genuinely have great people. People that are hungry to be here, best job they've ever had. Um, so you know that that makes this place. And then being able to be you know in a, in a spot where you can have success. For me, winning is number one, and I'm in a place where we can win. And you want to have a happy life, win games, right? So um, uh, that's kind of where it starts. And (laughs) I'm in a place where I feel like we can win games. And,
4: um, you know, like I said, we have great support. So if I need something, I feel like they make it happen. So you need a veteran quarterback to win games. And you go from probably going to be the the quarterback with the most career starts in Bo Nix to Dylan Gabriel, who may surpass that if he does stay healthy this year. and obviously wins out the battle if you guys do have one in spring and fall what talk about the importance of that position in a in a in a veteran guy a guy that's played a lot of football and and maybe was that something that you sought at or sought for when boat you know obviously moved on after his last season at oregon
2: yeah i think we're always looking for ways to enhance your roster you know we want to build it from the ground up we we start with high school recruiting and we sign over 25 high school guys this year but i think you use the portal to be able to enhance your roster and and improve it and when you find a guy the character of dylan and dante a guy that we had recruited before um, you get excited when you get to add guys to your roster like that that um, create competition. You know, the best in everybody comes out when you have to go out there and compete. So having some guys with great experience, um, with the skill set and the talent, um, you know, that's not just the quarterback. That's every position.
3: Well, and 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 you managing it, that was like one of the most shrewd, um, impressive feats of the offseason And it speaks something that I've wondered about a lot with you, coach. And that is um, your kind of relative youth, maybe to some of your peers, I mean, I mentioned 37 years old Um, right now, college football is evolving by the day, right? We have completely reforged the sport. It's more time intensive than ever. You have to be more adaptable than ever. Um, Do you feel like you get any advantages from the fact that you're still kind of coming up in this thing as it's changing all around you compared to maybe some old heads that have, you know, been doing it for 30, 40 years?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, when I first became the head coach here, that's one of the first things I said. You know, I don't know if it's easier to become a head coach now or it's, um, you know, easier to have been a head coach for 15 years and everything's changing. So um, one of the things that I think makes it successful around here is I'm not afraid to change, and I certainly don't have all the answers. So as long as you know that, that you're probably not going to have the answers in college football the way it's going right now and you surround yourself with good people and you're willing to adapt, you got a chance. Uh, but if you're not willing to adapt right now, you, you've got zero chance.
4: So I know that. What needs to change? Like, if, if you were given a little bit even more control or more say or see it the, the you know with the commissioners, if you had sat set down with 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 those guys, like, what is something that you during your time now as a head coach and experiencing that role? would make the game better or easier? Cause I always say for like coaches, when I go like the SEC media days, like what can we do to make y'all's life better? Because you guys are the face of the programs. Like what needs to change with all the changing landscape and the craziness going on in our game? Yeah, I don't know that I have a great answer.
2: Um, you know, I think before we change another rule, we need to make sure we think about the ramifications of each rule. Cause it feels <laughs> like that's maybe a little bit of what hasn't been done. Um, you know, like right now, the the portal window exists twice in in the same season. So you might right now we're going to the spring, and we feel like we know who's going to be on our roster. But post spring, it could be completely different again. Um, so having that, you know, two windows is a little bit um, a little bit different. You don't have free agency twice in the same year in the NFL, but we have it right now in college football. Um, but I, I don't have a, again. I don't have all the answers, and I, I'm too busy doing my job to worry about what those look like. I just think some conversations between coaches and and the people who do make those rules. Um, would certainly make sense.
3: Coach, one of the most impressive parts uh, about Oregon last year is the toughness that you seem to have instilled there. Um, when you think about what Oregon's been kind of in our era, I would say, you know, kind of your 20-aughts on, it's been flashy. It's been a lot of finesse, a lot of speed. But when it came down, to, you know, the big dogs in the trenches, they couldn't always hang. And it feels like a, not only did that start to change last year, but it feels like there has been a real point of emphasis from you. Um, what's that process like? How do you go about changing kind of a brand identity and creating toughness like that?
2: Well you have a standard. You have a standard of performance. Uh, I think our coaches do a phenomenal job of owning that standard, what it looks like, you know, to play tough, you got to practice tough. You can't show up on game day and do it um and not do it during the weekend practice. And I always say if you don't bite as a, as a puppy you're not going to bite as a dog so you got to go find guys that are physical in high school you got to go find guys that are physical um you know through recruiting uh they want that they embrace that you know going into um this bowl prep you know I, there were some days that i was going to go out and our guys were going to wear spiders because it's been a long season and our guys are like no coach we need we need pads so when mm, your players embrace hell that, yeah what I think, I think that speaks volumes um to what they think about what it takes to win and um you know it's like you said it's not going to be
4: jerseys and cool cleats to get it done you know that's awesome that you can look good but you better play good Mm -hmm. all right so you got going obviously at Georgia the SEC go to the Pac-12 and then now making the transition to the Big Ten I know you haven't really experienced Big Ten just yet I don't know when you guys start breaking down the film to start looking at your opponents but as you look at the the three different conferences and obviously one has kind of gone away down the Pac-12 what are the similarities and differences as you kind of look to all three and how do you take what you learned maybe in the SEC, to know what you're going to do in the Big Ten?
2: Yeah, I don't know how different it is. Um, I got to spend some more time diving into it. You know, right now we've been on the road recruiting after our season yeah. wrapped up, so we're we're doing a self scout first. So it starts with us. It starts where can we improve? Uh, what do we have to do, you know, to get better? And then we'll start diving into a little bit of who we're going to play. Um, you know that that league has changed a lot in the last ten years, just like every league in college football has. So we got to see what it looks like. Um, I do know this that. You know, college football and NFL football is one up front. So you got to you got to be able to take care of the line of scrimmage. And that's something we've put an emphasis in, uh, in recruiting, uh, in development. But once we peel back the layers and see where we could grow, you know, from this past season, I think that'll give us a better indication of what it looks like moving forward.
4: JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment.
0: at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches.
1: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
3: The pregame speech from Colorado still gives me a bit of goosebumps and kind of, I think, embodies a lot of that toughness and made me think I was like, okay, damn, okay, so this dude knows how to pitch, right? Um, my, I, I was boys with Ed Ozron when he was head coach at LSU, right? And he used to bring recruits up in the office and he'd show me, say, you know, that's you're going to practice, that's you're going to go to school, and that's you're going to become a fucking legend. What is like, and you're, and you're landing guys. I know you can't talk about individual recruits. What's your, what's your kind of pitch when you get guys on campus? How are you having so much success with all these five stars, transfer portals, high school kids, whatever it is. I just think you
2: have to be you. You know, I've been around uh, great coaches, whether that's coach smart, um, coach Saban, coach Norvell. And I think the one thing I learned from every one of them is you have to be you. And um, luckily that, that works right now. Like we've got a great staff. We've got, um great support and i think players see that they see you know early in your career you're talking about what you think it should look like now we're able to point back and say you know the best indicator of the future is really the past what we've already done how we've built and grown so when we can point to an example of a wide out that's had success in our system i think it's really easy for them to envision themselves doing that same thing when we can point to our previous success i think it's really easy to point forward for what it could look like for them but you have to be you and uh i'm certainly not
4: the same as everybody else out there and um that's something I enjoy. I enjoy embracing that. You brought up two coaches that obviously I hear a lot of day in, day out, that Sabin and Kirby, and you've been with both uh in, in defensive roles. What makes them similar? What makes them different? Like your interactions with them and seeing uh, kind of their coaching styles just for the, like I said, the average fan who thinks that Kirby could be the next Nick and win all those championships. What makes them what make what does make them uh similar in that aspect?
2: I think it starts with, you know, they're both unbelievably intelligent. You know, they're very smart. They're guys that can see big picture and break it into small concepts that need to be fixed or addressed, Um, whether it's on the game field or away from the field. You know, something that has to happen within the organization to improve. You know, I think they both do a really good job of, um, you know, self-awareness and evaluating what's going on throughout the season. Like, we call it quality control. Like, how can we do it better? Um, I think I learned that from both of those guys, you know, their ability to adapt and then the matter of, you know, um, consistency and being resilient and relentless, uh, the kind of work that it takes to be successful, both those guys really exemplify that.
3: And so, I, I mean, speaking of the amount of work, I mean, what, what, is, what is like an average workday this time of the year, right? Off season, when, when some would maybe think, well, I don't know if you listen to this, but whatever. Some might think it's like it's relatively chill, right? Like what's like an average workday look like if you're a part of the Oregon staff?
2: Yeah, not crazy. I mean, we, we started off with a uh, team run this morning. Our guys were on the field at 7, so obviously you get up here earlier than that as a coach. Um, we, we're out there trying to be around our guys for workouts, and then we just started, uh, like I said, our self-scouts. We're kind of doing that through the morning. We'll hop into some recruiting and some development in the afternoon, and, um, you know, hopefully t- today's the day that I'm going to try to make sure we get the staff out of here in time to go eat with their families for dinner. Right. You know, it's a lot of days like that. So, um, but yeah, we're coming up on the next, uh, next signing day. There's not a lot of change for us there. Um, but you'll you'll kind of grind and get around to your players here for a few days and then spend a little bit of time. Like we got Saturday and Sunday off this weekend, which is awesome. Hell that yeah. It doesn't, doesn't happen. So <laughs> um, somebody's gonna be watching <laughs> the Super Bowl, um, spending some time with our crew. Um, but that that's the the focus moving forward.
3: What is the uh, self-scouting yeah. revealed? My bad, Aaron. I want I want to I want oh, to hear could, what you're just could. learning in the in the lab.
2: Yeah, it's it's early start. So um, you know, we start with base. Like defensively, you'll start with base coverages, and you'll start going through. Okay, were we coaching this the right way? Um, what what techniques do we need to improve on? Um, how are we handling guys off in the sea areas? Is um, you know as far as being on the sea area, just a lot of different rules that you'll go back and say, how do you want our base camp rules to be? How efficient a call is? You know, a lot of times you'll go through a call throughout the season, you feel like you ran it, you know, thirty five times, and you realize we ran it twice, right? Because we got a check or we checked out of it, so. You know figuring out how much you want to actually practice something or not practice something what do we need to carry as far as this, is college football moving forward is this something that's going to continue to show up more and more i think it lets you know how to practice what to practice um but yeah it, it, it's early for us so we still got a lot of time to figure out um what that looks like
4: uh Caitlin DeBoer taking over alabama you played him multiple times obviously during your time against washington you know how tough it is and you probably obviously understand what the the, the difficulty of replacing Saban is going to be like your experience of being around him what gives what should Alabama fans should what should they expect from you kind of scouting him and going to get him on the field
2: He's a great coach you know I think you have to look at his track record he's he's won everywhere he's been and I I got an appreciation for uh, coach DeBorn the job he's done just because he's done it from a grassroots level like he you know small ball and worked his way up um had a lot of success I think he's a guy that He's done a good job with, you know, coaching development as well. The guys that are around him, he's got a, you know, a group of guys that have, you know, been part of his journey um, as a coach and obviously he gets a lot out of his players. So um, I think, I think they should be pretty excited about uh, what they have down there in Tuscaloosa.
3: Coach, um, I know you probably got to answer questions about your tattoo all the time, but there's a specific tattoo of your, part of your tattoo that really resonated with me. Um, about it's kind of, it's- well, okay, yes, 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 because I told my high school sweetheart, who is now my wife, mother of three, that I loved her in front of a Chili's, and from I and and I think on, right, Chili's and Outback is not close. Uh, no, no, I know, I know. Well, Okay, well, Outback's mean, me, Come on now, I mean, what are we talking about here? They they're, they they're adjacent to one another. I'm not saying <laughs> the same thing, but they're like cousins or something like that. But um. No man is so is 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 that story right though is that how you and your wife fell in love was it working together at Outback that's where you all met Yeah I
2: was a server and she was a to go girl you know the starting no quarterback way, for, for our, the college team that I was playing on he started working there and he's like hey this is a great you know we didn't have an IL back then not that you'd ever have it at uh, went <laughs> college but you know we you had to find somewhere to make a little bit of coin in the off season so I started there and that's where I met my wife uh, I served her, uh, I was her server for her 18th birthday, because you actually get to do, uh, you get 50% off, at least then, if you're an Outback employee. So that's where she went and had dinner. And I think I picked up the tab, you know, trying mm. to get the food, <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, Yeah, so that's where it all started, right there. Hey, why? Like and Wallaby Darn. Hey.
4: Why? Why the ribcage? I got a big old tat on my ribcage, and as soon as they started, it was like, oh my god, why the hell did I choose this part of my body to do it? So like, you, I know, I I, I know it. the pain. You know That's the pain. Feeling. Oh, it sucked. It sucked. Yeah,
2: and I'm just not. I wasn't very smart. I, you know, yeah. they asked me if I wanted like the numbing cream and stuff before, <laughs> and I was like, no, Mm-mm. man, I'm, fo- I don't need that. And hell yeah. I started <laughs> kind of at the bottom. I thought I was gonna walk out of there with like a set of, you know boobs on my, on my <laughs> <laughs> They started kind of at the bottom of the picture and worked their way up and it wasn't bad at the line but when they went back with the shading I was like,
4: "Yes. This, a mistake.
2: Mm-hmm. this was
3: a mistake." Um mm-hmm. but
2: yeah, I just had to had to sit through it and go, you know, knock it out.
3: Oh. So I mean, but look, it, in in all seriousness, when you're working there at Outback and you said you said you're wait you're waiting tables, you're serving, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. a grind, right? Like that that is a brutal job. You got to be on like do you feel like that instilled some of the values in you that you carry forward into this day? I always tell
2: everyone that at some point in their
3: life, they need to work in the service industry. You know, everybody needs to be stiffed.
2: Everybody needs to have a bad customer. Everybody needs that tip that lifts their spirits, you know, when you're not having a great day. Um, yep. Yeah, I thought it was fun. I, I really enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, it was definitely good for me and my development and getting to connect with people and upsell. You know, I learned how to recruit a little bit there. Yeah. To get You know, try to throw a, you know, a a side of shrimp, buy a steak or whatever that looks (laughs) like. So learned a little bit of uh, a lot of the
4: tricks I still use today. Hell yeah, Uh, man. Last one for me, Coach. Uh, Just you said you get the weekend off. Who wins Super Bowl? You going to that part of the country? I'm a Chiefs fan. I'm a big
2: Andy Reid fan. I'm from Kansas City. So uh, got to pull for the Chiefs. And that's when I'm counting on Patty Mahomes.
4: What's your top barbecue spot? I was the Chiefs for a couple of years. So always interested to hear.
2: Yeah, I, I I grew up loving Arthur Bryant's. That's okay. uh, yeah. certainly been my favorite. I'm 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 really uh, a fan of Joe's now, um, mm-hmm. but I like changing it up.
4: Jack Stack, Q39. There's a, there's some great ones there in Kansas City. Dude, that Q39, the the the, uh, the burnt ends was something I discovered when I got there and every, oh, after yeah. every game, 2 pounds of burnt ends. I love burnt ends.
3: Oof, <laughs> legit all right um we could talk to you all day i got I got just real quick here because like in the nfl right now you see the defense kind of won this year you know like they push back into the offense i mean you look at the chiefs right last game sure Mahomes comes out 17 but then after that like the defense won the game do y'all study the nfl game and try to employ some of those concepts and bring him down or is it just is the meta too different between college well,
2: and the league there's certainly a big difference um that being said, yeah, we'll 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 study the game and break it down. It's kind of that that's that next phase. Once we get through evaluating our team, we're gonna ask ourselves, what do we need moving forward? And we want to add a couple of wrinkles here and there. Um, but the you know the big difference you see a little bit with the Ravens, but the QB run game is a lot different in college. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, and, and the ability for those guys to take off and run, you don't see them take off and run quite as much in the league as you do. Um, here, so we're gonna pull pieces of that, you know, parts that fit for us in our system. But there's definitely a difference in the game, uh,
3: coach. I can't thank you enough, man. I know, like the theme of this has been how crazy your life is, and, you, and here you are, cut out some time for us. So thank you so much, man. Uh, best of luck this year. Hell yeah, it's been a ton of fun to watch, and I'm, 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 I'm excited, man. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me on. It's been fun. Absolutely, Absolutely. coach. Coach Dan Landy, the legend. More snaps. Uh, next, keep it locked. Sub to the channel.
1: Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
3: Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on Select AK System sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids, Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Sarah McLaughlin.